It's Wednesday night, and we're talking about why people hate truth. I've been talking about why they hate predestination, but why they hate the truth. They hate the truth because it's going to mess up their feather bed. Everybody in America, most people, love false doctrine. It's popular in America. If you take their false doctrine, you throw it uh, upside down, that's like them sleeping in a feather bed and you come in and pour syrup in their bed, a gallon of syrup, and say, sleep in that. That's what it's like. And when you when they go after the doctrine of the devil, devil is the common word that we're talking about is D-A-I-M-O-N-I-O-N, demonion. Demonion is our word demon, or it's the word, actually what they translate into demon, and demon comes from, demonion comes from the root D-A-I-O, and that means to distribute fortunes. And that demon worship came out of the same thing that Christmas comes out of. I was standing in my den, it was either today or yesterday, I think it was earlier today, and the TV was on, wasn't very loud. I was standing there doing something, and all of a sudden, on the TV, I couldn't think of the name of the show, and I had to, I drove down to the post office, came back, I said, what was the name of that show? had something to do with theory, theory, something about space. And I kept thinking, kept thinking, until I realized the title of the show was The Big Bang Theory. You, have anybody seen that? It's a goofy show. It's got homosexuality in it. And the guy that's the star of the show, I couldn't remember his name. In the background, while I was turned away from it, all of a sudden I heard him say, uh, he said something along the line of, well, Christmas is the feast of the Saturnalia, and Jesus wasn't born, and at December the 25th, he was born in the the spring or the summer. I went, what? Here is a homosexual married to another homosexual man, and he knew the truth about Christmas being the feast of Saturn. I would go, what? Did he say that? I thought, I had an article on Drew Carey. Drew Carey is the comedian that hosts The Price is Right. And in this article, Drew Carey said, he was on Johnny Carson's show, and John asked him, what are you going to do for Christmas? He said, I don't celebrate Christmas. My mother told me that was pagan, so I quit celebrating that. Isn't it funny? Heathens know the truth about it, and people don't like it. It was the Saturnalia that was a seven-day feast, and that homosexual knew the truth about it. Of course, knowing the truth is not going to save you if you don't believe God. It was just... I was just struck when it happened. Because if you say Saturnalia, believe me, my ears are going to ping. Because I preach on that. Now, hear me. 
Huh? You can't hear me. I know that, but if you said Saturday night, y'all hear it. <laughs> so, I preached for about two and a half or three years on the doctrine of the devil. And I used a verse, and I'm going to go back to there right now, over in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1. Now, we're trying to blend demons with, it is the doctrine of the devil. Doctrine of the devil is to distribute fortunes is what it is. Now, let's look here in 1 Timothy 4 and 1. In the latter times, the Bible says, this know also, that in the latter times, now the Spirit speaketh expressly, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Depart is the word ophistome. A P A P H I S T E M I. Ophistome is a synonym for A P. O-S-T-A-S-I-S because histome there are no H's in the Greek there's a little diacritical mark histome is a morpheme or a word shape of stasis now the reason people don't like the truth is because they love False doctrine. False doctrine is easy. It's a Jesus that don't require death to self, daily cross, self-denial. It doesn't require being hated by the world. I call it an easy Jesus. Easy Jesus. You can read about that Jesus in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 4. The easy Jesus is the problem with the world. The easy Jesus is not Jesus at all. The easy Jesus is Satan. It's Satan. That's who it is. The devil does not come wearing red suit, horns, and a tail with hooves around his feet. Didn't come looking like that. Where that came from, it was said that Nimrod was this great bull in some of the mythology of the Jews, and that the that Shem, second born of Noah, uh, went out or and he killed Nimrod. But Nimrod was supposedly the man who started the Babylonian system. He called himself a mighty hunter. Supposedly went out and killed a bull great big bull, put the horns on his head, put the tail around his waist, and tied hooves around his feet. And that's where we get, you can tie that with Babylon. Babylon, the mother of harlots, was founded on, let us make us a name. That's the devastation of the world. Name is the word Shem. Shem was ruling the world. 
And Shem means authority. That's the word name. And they said, we like our own Shem. We want to be free with having being tied to death to self, daily cross, self-denial. And that's ophistome. That's departing from standing upright, departing from stasis. Stasis has the basic same meaning as histome. It means to stand or be upright. Upright. And a man who was said to be standing or being upright in the first century was said to be bearing his cross. And cross is a form of stasis. It's the word staros. So, what men are going to do at the end of time, they're going to give heed to, they're going to pay attention. Heed means to pay attention to seducing spirits now that word seducing the reason men like false doctrine it's seducing I went through seducing I went through uh, being deceived this is just one of the words deceived planos planos there's several words that are tied together that is this that has to do with this word planos planos means a tramp or an imposter or one who misleads that's what this word misleads it is a form of several other words which they have basically the same meanings you have the word Plane, P-L-A-N-E, it means fraudulent, straying from orthodoxy or for what is right. This is what, this is what the world's doing. They don't like definition of words. I had, a, I, I was down here at Tractor Supply yesterday, and I got to talking to a young salesperson down there, and he, I was telling him about Christmas, I was telling him about predestination. And he looked at me and said, what's wrong with the world today? I said, it's the apostasy. And I explained apostasy was was leaving the uprightness and leaving the daily cross and death to self and self-denial and going to an easy gospel. And that's what the world is doing. They They don't mind a gospel down here at the big Baptist church or the big church of Christ, but they don't want old daily dying in it. And resurrection, all but one time, when you find in the Bible, is the word anastasis. Anastasis means to stand up, has this same word, stasis. It means up, to stand up after dying. And Paul said, we as believers have to die Daily, in First Corinthians fifteen twenty nine, die daily. And Anastasis is feminine gender every time it's mentioned, except the one time. It means it is the resurrection of the believer as he dies daily. It would be like being persecuted. That's something for hard for people to understand. The way you're crucified is you 
preach to somebody, you tell them the truth about Christmas. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be noisy. Be firm. You tell them the truth about predestination. I told the the Orkin man today the truth about all this. He said, that really sounds interesting. He said, I may come tonight. I may not. Well, I hope he comes Sunday. But the point is, is that I preached to people, whoever it is. Mary got to preaching to him too. We both preached to him. I gave him several of the DVDs. He said, I'm going to watch these. Well, it takes that. But if the man doesn't want to hear it, you leave him alone. And if you leave them alone and you see that look in their eye, that faraway look, and then the next time you see them, they don't want anything to do with you, that is a spiritual death they're bringing to your life. Death is the word thanatos, T-H-A-N-A-T-O-S, or thanos, T-H-A-N-O-S. And it means separation. It doesn't mean annihilation. So the way you die daily... You tell people the truth, and when you tell them the truth, they will separate from you. The next time they see you, they may see you at a distance and say, Oh, hi there, John, or hi there, Dave. It's good to see you, but I don't have time to talk. They're separating from you. That's a spiritual death that they're bringing about in your life. Now, so when you depart from the faith... That's the same thing as apostasy. Apostasy means a removal of standing upright, a removal of standing upright. That word apostasis is the word falling away in second in second Thessalonians two and two and three. The day of the Lord will not come except the coming of apostasis. I like to put this on the board because Another word that comes from that is apostasion, S-T-A-S-I-O-N. And apostasion is the word, it's a form of this right here. Every time you find the word divorce, what this means is the world has divorced Christ. If you are faithful to Christ... You're going to follow him, are you? He said, when Paul said, when Jesus said, follow me, when he told Matthew, and Matthew left the seat of custom, the seat of custom, Matthew was a, was, uh, he was a tax collector. Being a tax collector, you were a publican. Publican was one of the best paying jobs in the first century, but you were hated because you were a Jew and you had been appointed by Rome to collect the tribute money from the Jews in your area and they had to pay the tax and the publican could put on the top of it what he wanted to put on there. You remember the word teleos? It means to complete or perfect. To be perfect. Well, there's forms when the Bible says be therefore perfect. It's talking about being mature and growing up. 
or being complete. Well, the word telenes, T-E-L-E-N-E-S. Telenes is the word publican. It means to finish or complete the sale. The last thing they do when you're checking out of a grocery store is put the tax on it. That's a telenase when they do that. That's the word publican. So you would collect the money and you got to keep the money above that and the people hated you in Israel. Now I was telling you that for a reason. I don't even know what I was saying that for. <laughs> All right. So if we if we had saying you're serving the right Jesus the e- easy Jesus is Satan. That's what Second Corinthians 11 and 4 says. Paul said there's some people coming to Corinth, and they're preachers. They're preaching another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel that I have not preached. You could preach a gospel that's not true. In fact, Galatians, the first chapter, Paul wrote that. He said, some... Come preaching a gospel which is not the gospel. He said it's not even another. It's the same gospel and it's perverted. So you can preach a gospel. Here's how you can preach a gospel that's a perverted gospel. And this is what all the churches are preaching today. They're preaching the doctrine of Hymenaeus and Philetus. And Philetus. Hymenaeus and Philetus were two young preachers at Ephesus. And Paul says in 2 Timothy, these two young preachers preached, they preached a doctrine that ate like a canker. The word canker is G-A-I-N-G-R, I'll get it right, G-A-G-G-R-A-I-N, G-A-G-G, gangrenos, a doctrine that eat like a canker, gangrenos, and that's our word gangrene. And here was their doctrine. Here was their doctrine. They said the resurrection, the anastasis of the believer, and the reason it's the anastasis of the believer is because anastasis is feminine gender. And the believer is feminine because they are the church or the wife of Christ, the bride of Christ. So that's why it's feminine gender. And they preached that the resurrection of the believer was one time. And that was like a cancer. It was like a gangrene. I saw an article on gangrene on the Internet and said it ate... it. If you don't cut a leg off or an arm off when it gets gangrene, it you can lose the arm or the leg, and gangrene moves something like six inches in an, in a, several hours, moves fast. So, if it eats like a gangrene, they said the resurrection, which is the gospel according to First Corinthians fifteen one through four, the gospel was a was past. Now, if you don't know how to look up past, get on my. 
this is what this is the gospel another gospel the gospel or the resurrection was passed that word resurrection is feminine gender it cannot mean the resurrection of Jesus it's the resurrection of the church as we die daily and I'm trying to show you how the world loves false doctrine they love a one time resurrection in the past therefore it means there's only one dying resurrection means to come to life after dying I've had people say well I died I had a fellow tell me one time well I died when I accepted Christ I said no you didn't no you have to die daily and when you die daily that the word past is the word G-I-N-O-M-A-I I put that on the board so many times it comes from the word Ganea G-E-N-E-A which is the word uh, over there in Second Peter 2 and 12 that these as natural brute beasts were made or born to be taken and destroyed genoma means to cause to come into being to cause to be Hamanus and Fletus was saying the resurrection that is called a perfect verb That means there was a past action that brought about the current condition of a person. It was a one-time action. It was the same thing. You go to a Baptist church and somebody, they give a testimony meeting, and somebody says, I got saved one night 30 years ago, and I hadn't had to do any dying since. I got saved, I had a story about a guy that got killed on a motorcycle, and he drank, and he took drugs, and, and he got killed on the cycle, and he was in his 30s, and somebody said, yeah, but he got saved when he was eight years old. No, he didn't. You don't just walk the aisle, get saved, go out and get drunk, and take drugs, and everything else the rest of your life. No, he did not. So, a one-time resurrection is a one-time gospel and that's the other that's the easy gospel all you have to do is walk the aisle accept Christ get saved and you're home free and you go live the way you want not true he that hath begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ now let's get back over here First Timothy 4 and 1 I hadn't finished up this. Some shall depart from the faith and give me heed to seducing spirits. That word seducing, plenos, means an imposter. It comes from planetes, P-L-A-N-A-T-E-S. Planetes, we get our word planet from that. A planet is not, has no light. Our moon has no light. It's just a planet. It means a rover. It's one that goes around and around the earth and we go around. We're a planet. Suns have light. They have fire. They're great big gaseous balls of fire. That's what our sun is. And we call them stars. Our sun is our nearest star. And 
it, we get the word planetes from that. And the place the moon gets its light, it reflects the light from the sun. Now, we also get the word planeo, P-L-A-N-A-O. Planeo. Now, this is what happens when you go after another doctrine. Planeo means to cause, to cause to wander and be planeo, to be out of the way. Or what is the way that we are in? It's the narrow way. It means to cause. When you go after seducing spirits and doctrines of distributing fortunes, you're going to cease the narrow way. And you're not going to be in tribulation for what you're saying. Narrow, remember... Now I'm going to talk about some things that we cease when we depart from faith. We depart from death to self. Faith is death to self. I'm going to put it on the board again. It's my favorite equation, algebra equation in the Bible. It's the it's my favorite definition in the Bible of faith. We'll come back over here, but look at Hebrews 11 and 1. This will tell you, if you depart from the faith, you got to know what you're departing from. You're going to depart from what faith's definition is and what it does. When you go after distributing fortunes, you're going after self. Now, if you try to tell the world... There's no such thing as demons, that demons are you. Demons are self. When Jesus said, any man after me, he didn't say if, any man after me, let him deny himself. He didn't say let him deny his demons. Let him deny himself. Deny op or neomai. Usually when you find the word deny, it's only A-R-N-E-O-M-A-I. Apo means off with, totally deny. Arnelmai means to contradict. So you have to completely remove self and contradicting self. When I say contradict self, people think, well, does that mean uh, to give away everything that you got and everything you own? No. It means contradict self. I had a guy used to come here when we first started this ministry. He said, I saw a couch the other day and I denied self. I didn't buy it. I said, you didn't deny self, you denied couch. If you deny self, your whole life will be lived for others. Is it that way when you're young? No, is it that way when you get older? Well, you start moving into that 
in your 60s and in your 70s. You move into living for others. It's hard to live for others when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s. Even when you're in your 40s, it's awful hard to live for others. I was living for me at 42, 43 years old. I was living for self. I was trying to get rich in real estate. And I wasn't thinking about other people. I was thinking, I made this money. This is mine. What do you mean give you some of it? We're talking about what is it to depart from the faith. Everything that faith is. Look here in Hebrews. This is my favorite equation. An equation has an equal sign in the middle of it. Has an equal. One side of the equation is equal to another side of the equation. Equation comes from the word equal. 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 Instead of the word equal, there's an equal sign. Equal like that. So this side equals this side. That's what it says in an equation. And when you find the word is, you can substitute the the equal signs. Because is, this is that. This is equal to this over here. That's what an equal sign means. Now when the scripture says here in Hebrews... 11 and 1. This is about as good a definition for faith as you can find anywhere in the Bible or in any lexicon. Lexicon means dictionary. It's just a word study dictionary. Now, faith is... So let's just put equals. Faith... I put this on the board so many times... I wonder if people are getting it when I put it up here. Faith is. Faith equals. Equals substance. Faith equals evidence. Let me put another equation down there. Faith equals evidence faith is the substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen so faith is the substance now I heard Fred Price say substance that's things that's cars and houses and stuff no it's not that's not the word faith is hypostasis. Faith substance is hupo stasis. If you depart from the faith, you depart from hypostasis. That's what you depart from. That's as good a definition you got for faith. The word hupo is means under. Hupo is under. We've already talked about stasis tonight. On apostasis or apistome. I erase that. I put it up here again. We've already talked about that. Hupo means under. Stasis means to stand. So if you depart from faith, you depart from understanding. 
get to where you can't understand anything. If you understand something, that's a foundation. In fact, understand has the same meaning as a foundation. Actually, hoopo means sub. A submarine is under the marine or under the water. So, sub and to stand. Something that's sub, if you have a foundation, it's under the ground. Substanding. A substanding is a foundation. And you have to build on a foundation. I've got a lot to say about the foundation. Thamelios. T-H-E-M-E-L-I-O-S. It comes from the word tithame. Tithame means to lay out. To lay out. And Jesus said, I lay down my life for my friends. All right. So if faith equals substance, which is hypostasis, it means to understand. If you go to take a class up here at Vol State, Community College, and you've never had algebra before, if Mike's teaching up there, you have to crucify yourself if you've never had algebra or whatever he's going to teach you. You have to crucify yourself. You can't go in there and say, you know what I think about algebra? The teacher's going to say, would you be quiet? We don't care what you think. I'm fixing to teach you some axioms and some postulates. Listen. You have to crucify self to listen to the teacher, don't you? You must. You're going to learn something? So that's understanding. You have to have an understanding mind to learn. And a learner, the word disciple is the word learner. Disciple is the word learner. It's one who learns. The one, the word te- it is the word mathetes. And the word, the word learn is the word manthano. It is a form of mathetes, manthano, to learn. And the word teacher is the word math. Mathetuo. Notice they all have basically the same structure. This is teacher. This is learner. And keep in mind, to understand means you're going to be a learner and a disciple. So, faith equals substance. It's understanding And that's equal to being a learner. This is one equation. Now, in order to be a disciple, look at look at Luke fourteen. Luke fourteen twenty six and twenty seven. Fourteen. All right. Luke 
Jesus said in verse 26, If any man will come after me and hate not his father, mother, wife, children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my learner. So you have to hate self. What do you mean hate my mother? If she's not a believer... There's nothing good in her to love. If your brothers and sisters are not... That's why Jesus said, My brothers and my sisters are those who do the will of the Father. These are my brothers and sisters here. Not Dean Brown's not my brother. Janice is not my sister. My brothers and sisters are those who do the will of the Father. They have to do the will of the Father to be my kinfolks. So, then he goes on to say... And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my learner, my disciple. That comes by cross. So, substance equals understanding. Understanding equals a learner. A learner equals a cross. Things equal to the same thing or equal to each other. So a cross is equal to a disciple, that's equal to understanding, and that's equal to faith. Faith is a daily cross, it's death to self. Can I think I've explained this better than I've ever explained it. Can you see that? There has to be death to self in order to follow Christ. I was going to tell you a while ago, this word planeo, means to be out of the way. There's a narrow way. Now is the word thalibo. And Jesus said, anyone after me, let him deny himself, take up cross, and follow me. That word follow means to be in the same way with the way is narrow the libo comes to the word thelipsis one is the verb the other is the noun and thelipsis is the common word tribulation you have to go through tribulation paul said we must do much tribulation every time you find the word tribulation it's the word thelipsis it's a form of thelibo it's a form of the narrow way and when you give heat to seducing spirits and doctrines of distributing fortunes you leave Christ, you divorce Christ, you're apostate, and you're divorcing Christ, but it don't mean you're unsaved. It means God's going to beat you with an inch of your life. If he, if you belong to him, he's not going to let you get away from him at all. Boy, he has whipped me to no end. He even says down here in verse 33, uh, yeah, 33, so likewise, Whosoever is be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple, my learner. How do you forsake all that you have? You don't give it all away because if you gave it all away, I keep saying this. Uh, if you gave everything away, you'd have to give away every stitch of clothing you got. Have to make you a grass skirt jump over in the weeds and when somebody else comes along take your grass skirt off and give that to them too and then you have to make you another grass skirt it doesn't mean to give up 
things. It means to give up self. Where things don't matter and you're willing to take a stand for the truth regardless of the cost. That's one of the reasons why people hate truth. I've had more people say this. It costs too much. Tracy, when she was here years ago, she had a friend. She kept telling, you need to come over. She told her about Christmas. She told her about predestination. She said, you need to come visit us. And her friend said, but I can't. He said, you can't. She said, no, I can't. Well, why can't you, Tracy said. And she said, it costs too much. People know the cost of believing in predestination, death to self, daily cross. A lot of times I'll have some man say, boy, that really sounds good. I know what happens. They go home and tell their wife. She says, I'm not giving up my Christmas. You think I'm giving it up. You're wrong. And it makes, usually the wives are the ones that get angry over it. And I'm not going to, I don't, I don't like the idea that I don't have any choice. Well, you don't. I've had people say, well, I'm just going to go to hell. Well, you sure are. And you're not going to like it when you get there. You, I'm talking about the things we have to give up. We give up so when we follow When people preach something to you that gets you out of the narrow way, you're on the wrong path. You can't have your way. I've said this a thousand times. Jesus doesn't say it's my way or the highway. He says it is my way. There is no highway for you. You belong to me. And you will walk right. This is awful hard for young people to take. Because you get all these hormones running through your body and you get excited and you want to go out and make a lot of money and have a great career and buy this car and buy this house and have these things and have these clothes and have this stuff. Well, work. Get as much education as you can. But if you come into a situation where you can make a lot of money, don't just spend it on yourself. And don't spend it all up giving it away to others. Be a good steward of what he gives you. Don't just blow money. We were talking about a car that Mary saw today, and it was a. And they looked it up uh, on the internet, and it was a Mercedes, and it was a hundred and forty thousand dollars where they started. And I said, if I had the money, I wouldn't buy one of them. If somebody left me ten million dollars, I got something better to do than buy a hundred forty thousand dollar car. I would, first of all, I'd buy a building. I'd outfit it with what we needed, about 150 people. Uh, I would go on TV all over the country, and I'd keep driving the car I got. I don't, there was a time that cars meant something to me. They don't mean nothing now. Cars are forgetting from this place to this place, and that's all. I don't care about fancy cars. I quit caring about them. I hit somewhere in my late 60s. I wanted to buy me one of those four-door Jeeps at one point. That's the last car I wanted. But I was 66, 67. I don't even want one of them now. If you're going to buy one for me, 
would you give me the money so I can put it in the TV fund instead of buying me a car? I don't need a car. And that's the way I feel. Why would I buy a diamond ring so I could flash it, a five-carat diamond ring on my pinky, and I could say, Dit to self, daily cross. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. You're going, I don't believe in that. I used to. When I was in the music business, I had a diamond ring and had all kinds of jewelry. I don't even wear that stuff anymore. It makes me nervous. Now, I wear a watch. I told the guy where I bought this watch, I said, I don't care what time it is in Japan. A watch is just to keep time so I'm not late to church. That's all it's for. Or for appointments to the doctor, I got to know what time I got to be there. Now, where was I? Gosh, I could talk more about the seducing spirits being out of the way. Uh, demon means to distribute fortunes. I was going to tell you something here. Now, if you if you leave faith, you go to the doctrine of devils. You go to the doctrine of distributing fortunes to yourself. Distribute fortunes. That's what you do. That's the flesh. Boy, it's really hard when you're young to know the difference between distributing fortunes and meeting your need, isn't it? It's awful hard. You don't know where the division is. Work hard, do a good job, and whatever you do, whatever your hand finds to do, do it all to the glory of God. Do it with your might. Do the best job you can do. When you get promotions, be very... If you come into a million dollars, I'm not saying don't buy a new car. Buy a Chevrolet. Don't buy something that people say, look at that, that person that's always talking about debts of self and daily cross. They got that big new Cadillac out there. Some of these people up here at TBN... They believe that you can sit with your mouth and get it. That's called positive confession. And they even, well, I heard one of them say, you can stipulate when you tell God, I want this Cadillac that you want gold trim, gold wheels, and gold doorknobs. You're an idiot. Y'all of you are idiots up there. And you get to take that gold with you to hell one day. Now, what is it that you're departing from? Everything that faith is. So here's what some of the things you're departing from. Well, I forgot to finish that up. Faith is evidence. Faith equals evidence. So you're going to depart from evidence. E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. It's a form of E-L-E-G-C-H-O. It's the same spelling with an S on the end. Elankos is evidence. The evidence that you depart from is down there on the evidence table. It's the gun with your fingerprints on it. It's the knife with your fingerprints on it. It's the thing that condemns you. You're going to depart from being condemned. And this word elenko is rebuke. You're not going to accept rebuke for your sin 
So you're going to depart from that. Boy, that's really hard to understand. When you're wrong about something, just drop your head and say, I'm wrong. God forgive me. There's That's true humility is being able to own up to your sin. If you don't do that, you're not repenting. Rebuke brings about repentance. Repentance means being turned, metanoia, means to be turned and think differently. Your thinking is not going to change. You're going to go to thinking like the world. But you're going to depart from that because you refuse to be rebuked. So everything that faith is and faith does is what you'll depart from. Right? Doesn't that make sense? In the latter time, some shall depart from everything faith is and everything it does. You'll depart from understanding. When you think about yourself, you don't understand God or the Bible. When I say faith, this is what you're going to depart from. Faith worketh by love. You're going to depart from love, and that word is agape. You're going to depart from agape. When you depart from faith and you go after distributing fortunes, it takes getting older to understand. You don't need to work your brains out just to have money and things and stuff. Use your money wisely. I One time I sold a house to a doctor out on the lake. Never had a sale before after that. And I made a $20,000 commission. I didn't go out and buy a car all of a sudden. I put it in the bank, kept it so I could buy the house I wanted when I had some more money with it. And I kept driving the old car that I had. You've got to plan ahead if you want certain things in life. I'm going to get me the car I want. I got this money and I'm going to get it. And then it costs you an arm and a leg to get insurance on it. It doesn't matter what you have or what you drive or where you live as long as you're living for the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be doing. My life now is about others. That's, all, that's what I think about every day people that are in trouble they need my help I get on the phone I talk to people long distance we send money here and there to various people that are not on our regular list every month I may send somebody $50 they're having a hard time buying groceries but I have to check them out I don't just send money hey here's you $50 and I'll give you 50 whoever you are I have to check you out find out if you really mean what you're saying so, you depart from agape, and Second John 6 says, This is love, this is agape, that we walk after His commandments. So, what you depart from, in the latter time, some shall depart from agape, because faith works by agape, and agape... I keep saying this. I'm not saying it for you. I'm saying it for somebody who's watching. 
Agape is not phileo. These are the two words that have been translated to love. Agape is a relationship that kings have for their subjects, that fathers had for their children, and they gave them laws and they willingly walked in them. That's why Second John 6 says, this is agape, this is love, that we walked after his commandments. So if you depart from faith, you're going to depart from walking after the commandments of God. Boy, that, you know where that takes us? Everywhere all over the Bible. If you depart from the faith, everywhere you've got an imperative mood that Jesus is speaking, you're going to depart from that. That's a command. Because you're going to depart from walking after his commandments. You're departing from, from love, which is agape. Phileo just means to have affection for. You can have affection for anything. You can have affection for your dog, your car, for ice cream or whatever, even drugs or getting drunk. You can have affection for that. But this has to do, agape has to do with the commandments of a king. So, you're going to depart from A-G-O-N-I-Z-O-M agonizomai Agonizomai is the word strive. You're going to depart from striving in the agon, the arena, and you're not going to say anything that's going to get you in trouble with the world where they're going to say hard things about you. Where is that? Here it is. Here's the agon. Well, I can't get it to come on. Which one of them do I push? Well, I can't get it to come on. How do you do that? Turn it off and put it back on. Yeah. It was working, but it went out. Well, don't worry about it. Huh? Is it working? Well, don't worry about it now. I don't want to stand up here for 10 minutes. <laughs> but the agon was the arena where they would feed the Christians to the lions and let the gladiators come and kill them. That's the word strive. You're going you're gonna to depart from fighting the good fight of faith. Paul said, fight the good fight. Fight is the word agonizomai. And the word, the second word, fight, is the word agon. Fight the good agonize over this good fight of faith where you're going to have to be thrown into the agon in front of the people and slaughtered and butchered, and you'll depart from that. You say, what's so fun about get agonizing? As you get older... And self begins to die off more than when you're young. What's so frustrating is to be young and having a whole lot of self in you, and you don't know how to die, and you think dying is miserable, but it's not. When you learn to die to the flesh and give up self, life becomes more tolerable. It's a lot easier because you're not trying to be somebody. You're not trying to get rich. You're just... You just live on a 
live on a straight line, say, I'm going to live and behave myself. And and life gets easier when you're not frustrating over things and stuff. Being young is hard. It's hard in the world. Well, let me give you some more things that we... So when the Bible says, Faith worketh by love in Galatians 5 and 6... If you depart from the faith, you're going to depart from everything that that agape is. Well, turn over to turn over to First Corinthians thirteen. This is what you will quit doing. First Corinthians thirteen. And this word charity here is agape. Well, faith worketh by agape. So when you depart from faith, you're going to depart from these things right here. The Bible says, in 1 Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not agape. I'm just making a noise. When he says, although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not agape. Having faith without agape is having a car without a motor. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not agape. The word is agape, it's not charity. Though I have not walking in the commandments of God, it profits me nothing. And here's what you'll depart from. Everything that agape is. Charity suffereth long. You won't have any patience with people. When you're seeking self, you're seeking the doctrine of devils, macrothumia, M-A-K-R-O-T-H-U-M-I-A. That's the word suffereth long. It comes from thumos, put up with a long time before you lose it. You won't have any patience with people. And then he says it suffereth long and is kind. If you have agape, you'll be crestatos. You won't be nice to people. You'll be kind to people. Kind. And you'll go after the doctrine of self, devils, demonion. A demon doesn't enter in anywhere in this. If you if you're going after doctrines of demons, you're going after self. I know this is hard, isn't it hard to learn this? It's been hard on me, but gosh, I've gotten old, and I don't even want to go after self anymore. It's too hard to to lift myself up. It's just too hard. Somebody else can say, "I got this new car. So that's really nice." Now, let's talk about Jesus. It's it's just boring to me 
to talk about everything that somebody's got. You ever been around anybody, and as long as you talked about them, they would sit there and talk to you. But when you changed the subject and started talking about anything but them, they wanted to leave. I got a brother like that. You talk about him and his things and his stuff and his singing, his concerts. And when you change the subject and talk about the Lord, well, I have to go now. It's all about them. Now, where was I? So, kind is the word crestatos. It means to meet a need. If you're kind to people... It may be a physical need. They may need the truth. When when God God said when Paul said, "My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory," that word "need" is a form of krestatos. It's krestos. It means whatever you can use. In fact, the word "use." Use is also a form of that. It's talking about what you need to get through life. It may be a cheerful word. It may be rebuke. Kind doesn't mean to be nice to everybody. I've said nice is a French word, nisquier. It comes from nay, meaning no. And scare is our word science, S-C-E-R-E, and that means knowledge. It means no knowledge. When you act nice, you're playing dumb and you're pretending you don't know what goes on. The world knows more than they are acting. Did you know the world's in an act? If you go to a real estate agent and you want to look at some houses, they can treat you so nice that honey's dripping from their mouth. It's just, it's ridiculous. If you go down here to a car dealer, you're looking at a car, and the guy, it's just, hey, buddy, hey, pal, I got the, the car for you. I told a guy down here, or the car dealers years ago when Mary was looking for a car, he was just polishing me up and all this. I turned to him and I said, don't talk to me like that. He went, what did I do? I said, don't try to smooze me over and polish me up, getting me ready for the kill. I don't like that. I don't need to be sold anything. You just show me what I can buy and how much it's going to cost. And don't polish me up to get the sale. told a guy that up in Gallatin. The guy said... Uh, we was up. We were up at Bill Miracle, looking at a car for Eric, and I sat down with the owner's son, Bill Miracle's son, and he's and he started smooth talking me. I said, "Don't talk to me that way." He, what, what, what was I doing wrong? I said, "You smooth talking me. I don't like that." He said, "But you're a preacher, and that's what you do from the pulpit." I said, "Now you're in my territory." I said, I don't ever smooth talk anybody. And I told him, we believe that God has got his people picked up from the foundation of the world. And I quoted Romans eight twenty nine to him. I said, God knows who his people are, and I don't try to convince anybody of anything. I won't put up with a salesman trying to smooth talk me. I'll just turn to him and say, don't talk like that. I don't like that. 
Try that sometime. You won't believe how far it'll go. Because they, they're embarrassed that they did it. Now, how much time do I have, Mike? 25. 25. All right, let's get on with this. 29. 29, okay. Faith is substance. And the Bible says you have to speak the truth. You speak truth in love in agape now some people think over there in Ephesians look at Ephesians the fourth chapter they think that says speaking the truth in niceness it doesn't mean that it means when you're talking to somebody tell them the truth and do it while you're walking in the commandments of God. Be straight with them. Ephesians. So if you depart from the faith, you're going you're to depart from speaking the truth in agape. If you connect everything, if you connect doctrines of devils, uh, you're going to depart from faith when you go after Daemonion you're going after Seth you depart from the faith you're departing from truth you're departing from from you're being seduced off the way out of the way out of the narrow way and faith worketh by love. You're departing from love. You're departing from agape. You're departing from truth and everything that truth is. Because tr- speaking, the, speaking the truth in love, that's what Ephesians 4 and verse 15 says. But speaking the truth in agape. So you're going to depart from the truth and everything the truth is. The Bible says in John 17, 17, thy word is truth. So you're going to depart from the word of God and the scripture says the Holy Spirit is truth. So you're going to depart from the Holy Spirit which is truth and the word of God which is truth if you go after the doctrine of self boy that's hard isn't it you're going to depart from everything that's right and righteous in fact you'll depart from righteousness he that doeth righteousness is righteous in 1 John 3 and 7 he that doeth truth cometh to the light over John the 3rd chapter you're going to depart from the truth. You're going to depart from doing, which is obedience. You're going to depart from obedience. Can you see this? If you go after the doctrine of self, which is the doctrine of Daemonion. You can't preach the doctrine of demons 
without talking about departing from the faith, without talking about departing from agape, departing from, you'll even depart from phileo because you can only have phileo for God. God can only have phileo for you, affection, if you're doing the things that he says, and that's agape. So you're departing from God's affection. When you don't crucify self, why is it men don't want to crucify self? There's one verse. Does anybody remember? Let me put it this way. Why is it men hate the daily cross? Huh? What? There's a re- oh, good. That's it. That's right. Thank you. Go over there to Philippians. Go to Philippians. They like their belly better than God. Belly was an Epicurean term. Belly. Let me put that up here. Belly equals Epicurean. When we think of an Epicurean, what do we think of in our society? Huh? Food. We think of belly. We say that man is a Epicurean. He's a connoisseur of good food and good wines. Even though we don't drink wines here. They'll say he's a Epicurean. Epicurious, Epicurean, was one of the most popular doctrines in the world. It was a philosophy in the first century. And they said that the only important thing in the world was the belly. That wasn't just talking about the stomach. They said the belly was the seat of all sensual desires. Sensual, whether it's eating or sexual or physical of any kind where they could fulfill their self And they said the belly was that seat. And they called it the belly. That's why Philippians says this right here. Let me read it. This is why people hate the truth. Right here. This says it above everything else. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, and Paul is not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to believers at Philippi. And he says, here in, let me read some of this. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, verse 14 of chapter 3. They had a mark. He's using 
the race terminology. He's talking about a race that he's in. He's looking towards this finish line in that arena. He said, I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect. Perfect doesn't mean without sin. It's the word teleos. It means mature. Are complete. As many as be mature, be thus minded, and if anything, if if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. The word rule is canon. The canon of Scripture is the Bible or the Word of God. Let us walk by the Word of God. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me. That word followers, akulatheo, A-K-O-U-L-A-T-H-E-O. Akulatheo means the same. It's the way. And the way is narrow. I'm in the narrow way. You follow me and you might get killed along with me. You might get beaten along with me. You might suffer the things, same things I suffer. That's the wonder when Timothy and Epaphroditus went to Rome to see Paul. He was in prison. They could have been locked up with him. Nevertheless, where to we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as to have us for an example. For many walk in the church there at Philippi of whom I have told you often And now tell you even weeping, this is breaking my heart because these are believers and they're not walking right. That they are enemies of the cross of Christ. He's not talking about the wooden cross. He's talking about the daily cross and you can tell that by the following verses. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. That's that Epicurean term and whose glory is in their shame, who mind phroneo, phroreo, P-H-R-O-R-E-O, P-H-R-O-R-E-O. Their sentiment is on earthly things. The word earthly is gay. It means dirt or soil. They like cars and rings and things and stuff and camels anything that money can buy everything you see in life is made of dirt everything we're made of dirt I've got an article out of a magazine that said if we were reduced to matter and all the air is taken out of our body is this thing working now? Huh? 
No, it's not. If all of the air is taken out of our body, we've got a nucleus in all of our cells, and the distance to these orbits of electrons is like having a pea in the middle of a stadium and comparing the the in in a ball stadium and comparing the size of that P to the entire stadium and all the rest of that is air going out to the to the outer uh, valence which would be the outer orbit of the electrons this article I have it says if we were reduced to the matter that's in our body and all of the water is taken out we would be one one hundredth of a millionth of matter that we would be lost on the head of a pin that's how much you're worth you got hardly any stuff in you that's not water now where was I next verse they mined dirt and what causes them and their enemies of the cross of Christ because their mind is on dirt. Cars, houses, diamond rings, things, stuff. And you know how long that stuff lasts? How long does Bill Gates keep get to keep his $96 billion? He's about 65 years old. The most that Bill Gates gets to keep his $65 billion is probably at the most 25 years, and then it's not going to be his anymore. And he's going to leave it to his family, and they'll have, go to court, have all kinds of lawsuits about who it belongs to. And it's not going to be worth anything to him. He'll be in hell by then. Do I believe Bill Gates is going to hell? Well, certainly he is. How hardly shall a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven? If the righteous scarcely be saved, with great difficulty, Mogus, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? I've had I've told people, look, all you have to do is look at somebody through the eyeglasses of the scripture and do they match up with righteousness in the scripture does Bill Gates match up with righteousness in the scripture no do the rest of these super wealthy people I saw Rupert Murdoch the great publisher the great guy who controls half the world's money married to this young girl that used to be married to what's his name Big Lips, uh, Mick Jagger. Jagger. Rupert Murdoch is 86 years old, married to this young blonde-headed girl. What do you think she loves about Rupert Murdoch? Because he's so handsome, he's bald, he's sagging, he's ugly, but he's got millions. Boy, you can get hot young girls if you got millions. Mick Jagger ain't no prize. <laughs> well, no, no, he's not, but he was young anyway. Lizard lips. <laughs> Mary can't stand Mick Jagger. All right. So you're going to depart from the law 
if you depart from the faith, the scripture says over there in Galatians 5, 14, all the law is fulfilled in one word, nomos, legal food for animals, and we are sheep. The law is our legal food. It's prescribed by God. You will depart from legal food and you'll go to unlegal food. What is unlegal food? What's the opposite of law? Sin. Iniquity. Iniquity. Okay, what's the word? Sin. A-N-O-M-I-A. The opportunity negates the word. It means you will go to the unlawful food of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. What was in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? If you depart from faith, you'll go after everything. You'll go after good for food, pleasant to the eye. It's what Eve saw in the tree. Pleasant to the eye and the pride of life. It would would make her proud. And the Bible says all that's in the world is three things. All that's in the world, she saw the pre is good for food, the lust of the eye, uh, lust of the flesh, A pleasant of the eye, lust of the eye, pride of life. The pride of life, it would the Bible says it'd make her wise and she could be proud of herself. What you're gonna go after is lust. If you depart from faith, you're gonna go after epithumia. Epithumia means to long for that which is forbidden. And pride of life, that word pride is the word alazania, A-L-A-Z-O-N-I-A. It means self-esteem. You're going to esteem self and you're not going to esteem others. So this is what you're going to go after, the three wishes of the genie. You get three wishes from a genie. Genie comes from the word gene, and that is your makeup, your genes. Remember the word agonize? A-G-E-N-E-S. Noble. No. God hath not chosen many noble people. He, he's chosen well over there in First Corinthians. First Corinthians. For you see your calling, brethren, there verse twenty six, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. That word noble is the word eugenase. Means good genes. You G-E-N-E-S. The word genie comes from the word gene. You get three wishes from a genie, 
And the Arabs said that genies were their ancestors. This is ancestor worship. And the Jews said that demons were their ancestors. And the Celts said fairies were their ancestors. And the American Indian says totems were their ancestors. Totem means kinfolk. So this is ancestor worship is what it is. And eugenase means good genes, but when it goes on down and says that God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the mighty, and base things of the world. Base is the word agonase. It means no good genes. Genie, if you believe in genies, you have. If you believe in demons, you got to believe in genies. They're the same thing when you cross the border and go into Arab country. What the Jews call demons, the Arabs call genies. And you get the three wishes of the genie. And this is everything that's in the world. Everything. Right here. 1 John 2.16. And over there in Genesis, the third chapter, that's what Eve saw. And that's what you distribute fortunes to yourself. Eve was the first genie. She was the first demon distributing fortunes. I'll tell you an amazing thing. Even Hollywood knows more truth than preachers. That homosexual, what's his name, Jim Parsons, he knew more about the Saturnalia than Baptist preachers. He knew Jesus wasn't born at the winter solstice. He mentioned winter solstice, the Saturnalia. I went, wow, what did he say? I couldn't get over it. The fact that somebody on a comedy show with homosexuals starts talking about the Saturnalia, the feast of Saturn. And the, do I have any time? I'll tell you this. I've told you this story before. Back in the back in the '60s, there was a movie out. It was called The Brass Bottle, and it was with uh, what's the guy's name? Burl Ives. Burl Ives. Burl Ives was the genie in it, and all through the movie, he kept talking about the blue gin or the red gin. And I went, wow. J-I-N-N is plural for genie. It's plural for genie. And he was talking about the blue gin and the red gin all through it. Barbara Eden was one of the actresses in it. She wasn't the genie, but they did her spinoff as I Dream of Jeannie, from that movie, The Brass Bottle. But here he is, talking about Solomon. He kept pronouncing it. Solomon and the red gin, or the blue gin. So he's connecting Solomon with the genies. Was Solomon actually head of the genies? I've got an article here. It talks about Solomon... King Solomon and the genies. Solomon and the demons. And it's got Solomon and the genies. 
And it's amazing because he, he connected Solomon with the genies. How would Solomon be the head of the genies? Very simple. His wives. Huh? His wives. His wives. That's right. First Kings, that twelfth uh, chapter is uh, the eleventh chapter. First Kings is about Solomon allowing his seven hundred wives, three hundred concubines, to keep their Ashtaroth, which they called their Ashtaroth, their their Shemosh gods. He allowed all these seven hundred wives and three hundred concubines to keep their gods and he built temples for their gods in the high places outside of Jerusalem. I don't know why Solomon did that. He was actually the head of the genies and the demons because they called their ancestors by that title. So when he allowed his wives to keep them all, then he was master of the genies or the demons. It's, you can get all this information if you want to hunt for it. I've got a bunch of it right here. Solomon overcame the demons and made them serve him, says in this one article. Uh, let me see here. I've got all kinds of things on Solomon and the genies and the demons. Was he ahead of them? Yeah, he was. He was the boss of them. I've got so many things here. I can't read everything to you that I get. Just so much. But when you depart from the faith, you go after self, and that's what the genies and the demons are. What they call demons in Israel, they call genies in the Arab countries. They call fairies among the Celts. What do you get from fairies? Wishes. They call totem among the American Indian. They called them genius among the Romans. They called them guardian angels among the Greeks. Guardian angel is supposed to be somebody that hovers over you and leads you to good fortune. The guardian angel is the same thing as a demon or a genie. And Michael Landon, when he was dying of cancer, he told his wife, I'll be a guardian angel over you. He was saying, I'll be a demon over you, watching over you. He was saying, I'll be the genie. Well, I'm afraid Michael Landon didn't become a genie or a demon. He probably went to hell. Because he never spoke of a daily cross and death to self and self-denial, did he? Not at all. He was on Bonanza and on that road show. Well, what, Little House. Little House on the Prairie, and then he was on that angel show. Am I out of time or about? Two minutes. All right. So you depart from truth, you depart from the Word of God. When you depart from you depart from the faith, everything that faith is and everything that faith does when you go after doctrines of devils. You depart from agape. That's not a very good place to be because if you're elect, God says, I'm going to beat you bad. And I know exactly how much it takes. God knows the straw that it takes to break the camel's back. He'll put one straw on you and another straw, and you'll go through a heart attack, and then you'll go through bankruptcy, and you'll go through divorce, and you'll go through this, and you'll go through that. And one day he's got a straw and says, this is the one. This is going to break you. Sticks his on you, and you just collapse under it. That happened to me. 
in the hospital in my 40s. This woman that says God won't beat you, yes, he will. Woman, you haven't been beaten enough. When God gets ready to get your attention, he doesn't need anybody else but himself doing it. And he won't put up with rebellion from... Did Saul rebel? I guess he did. God told him to go to Amalek and utterly destroy Amalek and kill everybody there. And he brings back the king, Agag. And Samuel says, to obey is better than sacrifice. God doesn't need you offering these sick animals down here as a sacrifice to him because everybody else didn't practice all the... the uh, separation laws that Israel had and they would mix things together and they could have been sick animals and he brings back a bunch of sheep so God says here's your punishment Saul you're not king any longer I've appointed a man in the house of Jesse instead of you God will destroy your life when you're rebellious against him until he puts you to a place of breaking you. He does that. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I got a lot more to say on this because there's a lot more you depart from. Everything that agape, faith, love, the Word of God has to do with, they're all the same. And then you depart from all of that when you depart from the faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. God, help us to stay in the Word. Lord, we've got so many enemies. Fight all of our enemies for us. Fight our battles. We trust you with these problems that we can't fix. Thank you for your Word and for truth that comforts us. We'll give you praise for all things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I know that's a hard message, but that's what it is. Thank you for helping me, even though you didn't oh, get it I fixed. <laughs> Huh? I love you. Do you know what the what's wrong with that? Trying a couple things. Well, that's okay. Thank you. Thank you for helping me fix it. Even though you didn't get it done. See you tomorrow. Okay.